Do you feel frustrated with communication in your workplace? It's easy to say, my team just doesn't listen to me, or get frustrated that you have to say something more than once. Communication is one of the hardest things to do well, whether you're in leadership or not. And that's why we're talking about it today in this episode of the 2120 Podcast. This is the 2120 Podcast, where each week, two guys take an idea, an experience, or a topic that we're passionate about, and we talk about it with you for 20 minutes. Matt, you and I like to sit and, and uh, we're talking about a variety of things usually in leadership and in business. And one of the topics that always comes up is communication, right? Communication is like either most people feel like they don't do it well enough. Most employees feel like they don't get enough communication. Most leaders feel like they're communicating well, but there's always some type of breakdown. And um, I wanted to bring that to the forefront today because the element of communication there's a lot of times where we have to we think things are are being run up the ladder so to speak and it could be something important like uh, we need to have some service done on a piece of equipment somebody maybe says something but it doesn't get to the person either properly it doesn't get to them um, timely and, and and that's when some of that slack starts to come in in your business where Things just don't get communicated well enough, so now time passes, you lose productivity, efficiency, any of those things. So when you think about communicating well in a business, and you come from retail, and I'm coaching in a variety of, of industry sectors, but what are the biggest reasons that people feel communication doesn't happen? <laughs> uh, it's done poorly, so people just don't do it. Um, we live in a world that's so fast-paced that stuff gets missed. Uh, we have leaders and managers that think they do a good job communicating, and they don't. And you know, just when you think you're a good communicator, something something gets missed. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if you expect to put a note up on the board and have your employees read it, they're not going to. They may read the first two lines and just keep on walking. Um, you know, you could put up a note that says, you know, the next person that comes in and sees me gets $10, you know, <laughs> and they, they, they read the first line and they walk away from it because they don't finish the sentence, you know, and it's, it's a world that, you know, with social media, I mean, there's so much happening around you that it's popping up and emails and I mean, it's, you, you lose some of this stuff, you know, so, you know, in, in my business, if I want to get my message across, you know, obviously the, the biggest way to do it is through a mass communication, either a staff meeting or a group meeting, but that's not always a, the option for me. So you have to rely on, you know, email, you have to rely on um, signs and things like that too, but just know that it's, it's, it's going to get missed. Yeah. You know, even, even the one-on-one -on -one communication, you know, I just had something this, this earlier this week, where I'm trying to communicate with an associate and, you know, I said, Hey, I need your undivided attention for 30, 30 seconds. And, I ex expressed something to him and he took it the wrong way. I mean, he, he didn't listen. I probably didn't do a good job explaining it well enough. I don't know. I mean, there's so many variables that you can, you can come in come into play, right, right. but then it turned into a, a bigger problem when it didn't need to be a problem. And I think, you know, when you want to communicate something, you have to look at every angle and go, okay, how can I completely make this successful? You know what? I probably should have pulled him off the floor. 
I probably should have put him in an office. I probably should have closed the door completely one-on-one, no distractions, and then talk through things and then go, okay, completely understand it. Yep, we're good. High five and then and, and be done. But I failed. I went to the floor. I talked to him while I was working on a project. He wasn't giving me his undivided attention. Yeah. And I was in a hurry. Yeah. And I dropped it on him. He said he was good to go. And then I found out at the end of the day that he wasn't good to go. I failed in, in communication. And you know, as a leader, when you fail, you have to look at and obviously point at yourself and go, I could have done so much different, you know, different things along the way that would have been so much better long term. So, oh my gosh, so many things are running through my head, but one of them is this, is you fell on the sword. You oh, said, I had I, to. I didn't communicate well enough. And, and, and yet, there's a lot of leaders out there that would say, they just won't listen to me. Sure. You know, they're, they're going to put it on somebody else, that the, the employee isn't doing what they were told to do, or yeah. they just don't listen. And I think so often, average leaders think of it that way, the best leaders then realize that the, the most important element of communicating is, is, you know, listening to learn, not listening to respond. Yeah. And you, and I think we have talked, talked about, about this, this before, yep. uh, you know, my friend Mark talks about, uh, um, 30, 30,000 messages a day is the kind of stuff that comes in front of us. And I think if anything, it's accelerating more and more. So like you were saying, he didn't give you or you you didn't get undivided attention when you had that one-on-one conversation. But even when you and I are sitting here thinking there's a thousand things happening around us, like we've got people having conversations at other tables, there's people moving around, but we fail to communicate because we just simply don't spend enough time crafting a message that we, we just leave out key elements so often. Yeah. You know, it's... I, I'm, I'm a fan of, if I'm going to post a note, I have more than one person read the note just to get their input of what I, does it make sense? What questions are people going to have? I also feel too, and then we've talked about like with even like social media posts, if it's too long, if the text and the verbiage is too long, you're going to lose people. Yeah. You need that quick hit statement that just explains what you want to get across and then get out and, and be done with it. Um, you know, I think anytime you can do communication closed door, small group, whatever it is, you have to take that advantage and, and, and jump on it. And, you know, we're talking about in our story now making a major change here. And how are we going to get everybody on board, you know, so we can execute it right right, right out of the gate. And we're talking about doing like maybe one-on-ones, two-on-twos, you know, whatever it may be. And I kind of looked at it and went, man, like we need to get everybody in a room together. So when the message is done, everybody has, everybody got the same message and there's no going back to, well, in my meeting, they said this. Well, in my meeting, they said that. Everybody's together. You know, so we're trying to find a way to get it, pull everybody in. And, you know, we have inventory coming up on Sunday. That's our perfect example. Oof, yeah. You know, so we're all, everybody's going to be in the store already. Yeah. Why not schedule them a half an hour before inventory and say, hey, we need to talk about something. Please come in a half an hour early. You have the entire group now in front of you. It's not the one-on-ones or the two-on-twos. You have everybody that's going to be involved. And the vision will be one time, the message will be one time, and everybody can leave going, okay, we all get this, we're, we take steps forward. So is there a follow-up to that? I'm just curious. when, Because I think, first of all, there is so much power in having in-person communication. I, I just, I think it's the most powerful way to communicate. When I can see your eyes, I can see your expressions. I, there's so much that we give in translation or we receive in translation in, in person that can't be done you know, through written or you can even be lost like over a Zoom call or things like that. Sure. So 
when you have like a meeting and you're in a group and there's 10, 20, 30 people in there and it's a one-time message, what kind of things are you doing to ensure that there's follow-up? Well, there's, you have to communicate after the fact with those people. I mean, mm-hmm. so say you have 50 people on your team, you're now talking to each one of those, maybe one-on-one, yeah. asking them questions, getting, getting their input. Because you, you made a comment earlier that you can see me nodding, you can see me smiling, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that I'm getting it. It means that I like you and you're a good speaker and I enjoy listening to you, but I'm not processing what you're trying to tell me. And you're, you're telling me about changing a new system and I'm just, I'm not totally soaking it up. But to you looking at me, I'm smiling, I'm happy, I'm bought into you, but I'm, but I'm not. You know, and I had a, uh, a meeting where I was in another store helping with a, one of their ASL teams or management teams. And there was a guy in the room that was a strong strong person in, in their store and I'm looking at him going he is not bought into me like he's his arms are crossed he's staring up at the sky you know there's something about this message that I'm trying to convey to him that he's not bought into yeah. and it kind of it, it bothered me a little bit so I pulled him aside after the meeting and said hey you know I'm just I got tons of respect for you you're one of the true leaders in this store what about my message did you not buy into and he goes and he's like he turned white and he's like what do you mean I go well I'm just watching you you seem very disconnected and he fell on a sword right away and said, I apologize. Like, that's how I was processing things. I was, I was, I was thinking through what you were saying and trying to turn to do things. And I said, okay, that's, that's fantastic. I feel better about that. But when I was looking at you, I tried to focus more on you because I, I was trying to win you over because I thought you weren't, you weren't bought in. He goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, no, I completely was trying to learn what your message was and, and see how I could implement that in, in our story and help you with this, with this vision. And, you know, like that's the, you know, when, as a presenter, when you're in the crowd or looking at the crowd and there's some that are on the edge of their seat, like you may already have them, but are they truly like processing what you have to say? Or are they just enjoying what you're, how you talk and how you present? You have to have follow up. And I just think that is so true. Like even in one-on-ones, um, uh, you could be sitting with somebody and they may be communicating something that you're receiving incorrectly. Oh, sure. Or, or, or it's just that your perception is completely wrong. They're not communicating anything. And so one of the examples that I'm thinking of is having a one-on-one with somebody and let's say they're not making eye contact with you. Like right now, if I'm having this conversation with you and you won't look me in the eye and you're kind of distracted or maybe it's you grab your phone or you're doodling or... Um, I could have a perception that you aren't listening. You're not, you're not engaged in the conversation because I value eye contact. I value having those nods and those little smiles and those little expressions that you pick up on. But the reality is, is I'm putting my impression of what a good listener is onto you. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yep. You might be sitting there processing and the doodling is oh, helping I doodle. you. Yeah. I'm a huge doodler. You talked about that, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, you know, so I see that as like, he's not even really listening. He's just sitting there drawing pictures. And, and, and the reality is, is like you've said before, is the doodle helps you remember certain things. Yes. The, the fact that I might not be making eye contact might be that that's how I'm processing. I look away. I'm thinking about those things. Um, and at the same time, it can indicate uh, truthfully and honestly that you aren't engaged or you're frustrated. And so just as, as, as a leader, one of those things that you have to pick up on are those elements of communication 
and paying attention to people because I can fake it. You can fake it. Sure. Anybody listening out there can fake it. I can nod. I can, I can agree. And I'm going, you son of a, you know, yeah. like inside I'm going, I don't like what you're saying to me right now, but I'm giving you all the, all the nonverbals that say, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. You know, I also think, you know, when you're communicating something, you are the smartest person in the room. You know, you think that, so it sounds really, really good oh, in your right. head. You know, like I totally get this. Like, oh. I, I hate that you said that right now. Why is that? Because there's so many times when when I'll have that, and I and I think like I've I've been uh, eloquent in what I'm trying to say and yeah. express, and it's nowhere even close. Oh, and I, I think about the conversation we just had with this associate earlier in the week, and it made sense in my head. Yeah. Like I, the way I explained it, I talked about some percentages. How can't you? Like you don't get, understand this, why? But I, like, because it, I understand it, doesn't mean that they're, they're going to yeah, understand yeah, it. Yeah. So you have to look at every angle and go, okay, I, this needs to be a, a good conversation. What are the things that could go wrong? How do I fix this so they don't go wrong? And if I would have done that early on, if I would have slowed down in my fast-paced life and mm-hmm. taken the time, yep. it would have been so much more successful. And I wouldn't look back six hours later and go, man, I'm frustrated because he went to talk to somebody else about this. Why didn't he come talk to me? Yeah. Well, it's because I, I, I blew through it. It was my fault. you know. And I think, you know, back to my previous statement, it sounded good in my head. When I was done talking, I asked you, are you good with this? And he says, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming he's good with it, but I never gave him the opportunity to be good with it. Right. I just dumped it on him. Right. Yeah. Have, so, so have you ever had somebody come to you and, and, uh, they just drop a statement or something and you're like, what, like, where's that coming from? And it's because a lot of times we get in our own heads. We've had that conversation for a long time in our head. And I forget that you weren't in my head to hear that conversation. So I just say, Hey Matt, and then then there's this and you're like, what? And here's the, here's the leadership lesson out of that. In my opinion is leaders, we need to remember that there are things that we sit and percolate on for not just hours, but days and not just days, but weeks and not just weeks, but even months. And there might be something that we've been formulating on for a long time. It could be, uh, you know, a visionary kind of thing, or maybe it's, it's fighting through a problem. And it's so easy to neglect how much time that we've actually spent on that. It's windshield time. It's, it's while you're working out, it's, it's all these times that you're thinking about something and you're working on it. And then you go and you try and deliver it to somebody else in 5, 10, 15 minutes. And, and I have coached leaders on this numerous times to say, do not forget, you have spent hundreds if not thousands of hours on this vision. And you're going to go cast it to your team in a 30-minute presentation and you want them to walk out with the exact same feeling that you have, the exact same vision that you have, and the reality is is that's not gonna happen. You're setting yourself up for failure in that case. So what you have to do is you have to continue to cast it and share it and have those small group meetings and those one-on-one meetings and continue to share it to the point where you're sick of hearing yourself say it is just when other people are catching on. And that was one of the biggest leadership lessons that I I learned and it was from a, um, a guy named Charlie, and uh, he he said one of my biggest mistakes was thinking I because I was the CEO, I said it once, and expected everybody else to just remember it and know it. But the fact was, he had said it to himself a thousand times, ten thousand times. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of documentation and taking notes. And when you have conversations, multiple conversations with different people on the same topic, you know, scratching down 
what you said with who you talked with. Because mm. there's been times where I've sat down with a, a, another person and having conversations, and I'm like, we talked about this. No, I don't remember this conversation at all. Yeah, I know we did, and it's, it wasn't you, it was somebody else. Yeah. But we've, we've talked about it so much that it kind of gets blurred on who you were talking to. So you'll be able to go back to your notes and you'll say, okay, I talked to Jim on this topic, and his idea was this, and I talked to Steve on this topic and his topic. I'm, I'm not blurring them together. They're two different conversations, and I think in the communication process, those can, those lines get blurred, the message can get screwed up yeah. and missed. And then, um, yeah, but communication is one of those things where we're never, if you say you're good at it, you, you, you still screw up too. You oh, know? sure. And, you know, we've talked about our wives and communication and we bomb yeah. with our wives. And if we're bombing with the true people that we love, we're truly bombing with the people that we work with every day. Yeah. So that's a, it's frustrating too. Here's a here's a pet peeve of mine, and this tends to surface when we're giving feedback or some sort of you know some usually critical feedback to somebody. And listen, I, I I have to tell you, I fall on catch myself doing this all the time actually. And so now I'm cognizant of it and trying to change it. And here's what it is, Matt. I need to tell you something hard today, okay? And it might be about your job performance. And what I think average leaders tend to do is instead of saying, Matt, this is what I need you to do. This is the area that you need to focus on. There are people that really get weirded out by confrontation and uh, they'll say something like, we just need to do this better. And when I say we, but I really mean you, I'm leaving you confused about the message. Are you talking about somebody else on the team? Are you talking about us in general as a team? Are you saying are you saying both of us? What do you mean when you say we? So that's just another element that I think happens when we're when we're not doing well at communicating and giving feedback is we 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 tend to see I just did it right there is we tend to make it about us instead of you. And it's because we don't want to hurt that person's feelings. We don't want to sit across from a table or a desk where they're looking at you and their, their lip starts to quiver or you start to see their face turn red. Um, but those are the most powerful moments and we have to allow people to be uncomfortable at times. It's just gotta be an element that, that is part of leadership. Yeah. I, I think it's okay to set the table too and let them know that, you know, when you pull someone into your office, it's not a bad thing sometimes. Oh, right. You know, because they come in going, okay, what did I do wrong? And they're, <laughs> they're instantly having this defense mechanism pop up yeah. of, where did I screw up? What's he going to say to me? And, you know, like, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, when you pick up the phone and you call someone downstairs or whoever it is and say, hey, can you come up for five minutes? Well, what, what's it about? Well, just come up and talk to me. Like, you, like they're already that, that walk. It's not a walk of shame, but it's like the walk of like, what did I do? Oh, yeah. What's Every gonna, step you happen? can feel your heartbeat. And then yeah. they come into an office and it's myself and another manager there. It's like, oh, crap. What happened? Like, what's going on, guys? And you could easily set up and... and one face to face, go on the, go on down the floor and pull them up and bring them up with you. So you're talking as you're coming upstairs. But yeah. I, 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 you know, back in the day when I was in a different role, I hated that phone call. You know, when the the lead manager called you and said, "Hey, you got five minutes? Can I come, come up see me and talk to me?" Oh yeah, like the walking up the steps is like, oh, God, what did I do? Did I forget to do something? Like, you know, you start to panic a little bit, and you don't have to panic. Yeah. You know, just be upfront, and that's part of the communication process. You know, yeah. let them know early on. This is what I want to talk about. Come up and see me. This is going to be awesome. And then when they walk in, they're, they're ready to tackle the world. And, and how much easier does it make it when you've got a relationship established with that person? It's, it's by far the end-all, be-all of everything. It is. Yeah, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, you, 
if you have a good relationship, and we've talked about this before too, and we don't need to go back into it, but it makes those conversations easier. Mm-hmm. It really does. It makes the, t- the tough conversations not as tough. It makes the fun victories and the fun conversations super fun. Um, but you have to have that. But it's also in, in, in our world, you can't have those amazing relationships with everybody. But you can put yourself in positions to get to know your people better yeah. and make that a commitment. And at the end of the day, when you do have those tough conversations, they're not as tough. They're fun. Yeah. Well, good stuff. So we've been talking about ways that uh, we could improve in our communication and, and running things up that communication ladder and just being better at listening and, and uh, expressing ourselves eloquently. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I'm Jim. I'm Matt. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for topics, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at 2120podcast at gmail.com. That's the words 21 spelled out, followed by the numbers 20podcast at gmail.com. We'll make it easy and include a link to that email address in the description. If you're enjoying listening to two guys take a random topic and talk about it for 20 minutes, hey, it would mean a lot to Matt and I if you would rate it, write a review, and share it with others. Thank you again for tuning into the 2120 Podcast.